You're listening to Genuine Chit Chat. This show is for real. Hello there, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I am joined by Dave Horrocks and also my occasional self-proclaimed co-host, Megan, for a wonderful discussion on dogs. So if you haven't been keeping up to date with myself on social media or anywhere like that, you may not be aware that myself and Megan recently got a puppy. As of recording this, we'd had Willow for two or three weeks. Uh, She's a cockapoo. Uh, She's about three quarters cocker spaniel and about a quarter poodle. And she's lovely. We've managed to take her out on walks over the last couple of days, which is really nice. Uh, But yeah, this whole conversation just came about because myself and Megan really want to talk about our little fur baby, uh, really. And I didn't really like people using that term beforehand. And now I've got a dog. I do basically understand how people uh, react, act in that way towards their animals and etc but i'm not going to delve into all that stuff here uh, this conversation is part one of our chat so if you want to hear part two before next week please go over to patreon.com slash genuine chit chat where for as little as one pound a month you'll get access to many many genuine chit chat episodes that are split into one and two parts in one full episode you get early access to these episodes as well and in addition to that there are over a hundred afterthought shows that you can't find anywhere else so over on patreon myself and megan talking about our holidays that we've been on live shows that we've seen like the great british bake-off musicals the most recent one as well as les miserables and book of mormon we spoke about trips we've been on we speak about movies tv shows lots of other things so if you want to support the show get early access to genuine chit chat episodes and also get a whole nother feed full of conversations myself and megan have had about a wide variety of things please consider checking out patreon.com slash genuine chit chat and link is in the description but aside from that my friends just part one i mean we speak about earliest memories with our furry friends we talk about how dave got his dog tasha how me and Megan got Willow, experiences of puppy training, and fun stories like dog encounters, things like that. It's a very, very light conversation. It's a lot of fun, and that's in part one. Part two will be of more of the same, but I'll go into that more at the end. Uh, so I won't waffle on here anymore. I will just say make sure you stick around right to the very end, because in the outro, I give information on what's going to be in part two, what else you can expect from Genuine Chit Chat, a few other bits and pieces like that, and to remind you to always check the show notes. There's links to lots of Dave's various projects he's got going on. There's a link to a free Patreon on episode you can check out and other bits and pieces i've been up to so uh, without further ado i give you the dog talk with dave welcome to genuine chit chat where we have honest conversations with interesting people and i'm your host mike burton And here we are for another episode uh, of Genuine Chit Chat. Even though people heard the intro, they already know that and they're probably on the same podcast feed. But I am here uh, with Megan, my lovely occasional self-proclaimed co-host. And also we are joined by one of the Comics and Motion podfathers, Mr. Dave Horrocks. How are you doing, Dave? I'm very good, sir. Good to speak to you both. Mm, it's wonderful we're having a little catch up before recording because you know most of the time with us uh, in comics emotion we obviously talk via text um, either in discord or actually messaging and things but the vast majority of the time it's whenever we do a collaboration or a podcast together that's when we end up having a catch-up which is like a really yeah. nice thing it's like <laughs> whenever you do podcasts oh just i get to catch up with this friend today you know it's almost like them being in town if they're available for a podcast yeah absolutely and and um I, I do speak to you guys, like I've, people I've known for years, like 20 years or something, uh, really close friends. I, I do obviously speak to them, but much less frequently than I speak to everyone else in Comics in Motion. <laughs> Definitely, Chris. I speak to Chris multiple times through every day. So uh, now it is good fun. And I, I'm, you know, not repeating what we've said in the past, but certainly through lockdown, I thought, you know, that whole community was brilliant. And I'm just glad it's it's carried on. And, you know, we get a little bit bigger 
each each sort of month that goes by, don't we? So a few more shows here. Taking and there. over the world. We are. Well, the good thing is that a lot of people's shows aren't doing what uh, Indie Comic Spotlight and Star Wars Comics in Canada are doing, which is every single week without fail. Uh, so it's one of those things where you can kind of mix it up a bit so you can have when people are ready and available because obviously a lot of us uh, are, either have family or there's new members of the family coming in so they can't commit to recording as frequently. Mm. And I'm certainly finding it's becoming a stretch now uh, because of obviously what this podcast is about, which is about dogs. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that we uh, want to do, uh, me and Megan just want to talk about our dog, really, our new little puppy <laughs> they've had for two weeks. And it's like, well... And try and get tips and advice on how to make her less of a demon. Well, we've looked online. (laughs) We've got a book we've been reading and we've looked online. There's a few other bits and pieces. Um, We we are confident in what we're doing. It's just things take time, you know. Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, The amount of times that Mike has said that to me since we got this dog is actually unbelievable. I actually hate And the only reason you're saying it is because he says it in the puppy training book. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and i don't even like the saying at all but i i know that megan doesn't like the saying more than i dislike it it's so. more that you keep saying it <laughs> yeah well, i'll stop saying it but you know give me time because you know room wasn't built in a day so if we get into things with uh dog talk um we can start off with sort of earliest memories of dogs really i mean uh if we want to start with you dave as the honored guest uh tell us like the first when you think of dog, the earliest thing you can remember, if it's good, bad, family, whatever it is, uh, tell us all about your life. <laughs> so uh, I think there's probably two sides to this because I, uh, we did have a dog in my family. Uh, name was Sandy, little brown, probably mongrel, um, but absolutely loved her. And, you know, just uh, always had a dog there. And then my wider family would have dogs as well, like German Shepherds, Alsatians and whatever. So for me, having a dog was just a normal thing. Mm. Now, in my adult life, from my very first job out of uni, I was traveling. So it's not very compatible with having a, well, any pet really, but certainly a dog. And so after a few years and, and got married and whatever, I ended up with cats. And the thing is with cats, so long as someone's in the house and opens it up every now and then you know uh, you can kind of leave them to do their own thing mm. and so I, I kind of went from being a very much a dog person and then i was like okay i kind of like the the low maintenance aspect of the cats mm. and then it was only again in in recent years so i do definitely have a, a love for dogs but i do remember um do you remember koju <laughs> Or Cujo, rather, the the uh, the the vicious dog. It's it's uh, it's an old film. Oh and, um... yes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I haven't seen I haven't seen it, but I know I know reference. I've seen it referenced. No, I, I have no idea. So my uh, my mum was the eldest on on her side, and like so she had four brothers, and so they'd always be watching these horror movies that would scare the shit out of me. That's how, that's one of the reasons I watched so many horror movies when I was too young to watch those horror movies. And one of them was I'm sure it was Cujo, and and another one was just called Dogs, where you just had these ravenous killer dogs on the loose as well so got this kind of devil and an angel thing going on where did love dogs but also was quite terrified of the uh the bigger ones as well (laughs) Mm. yeah i mean that's that's fair enough it's it's one of those things because i always grew up uh, speaking of cats i had a cat and a rabbit up to the age of about 14 15 uh, and then we got another rabbit shortly after that and then mum got a cat after dad passed away for a few years 
and then she ends up giving it to a, a family or no, it was a really a nice old lady this because cat was very affectionate he was always wanting cuddles and he just he'd sit on you his name was mr tibbs and you stroke him and he'd immediately fall asleep start dribbling he's he a very very nice cat but quite clingy but very nice uh not a hor- not a bad bone in his body just a big squidgy cuddly lump um but my cat before that was Joni. she was a really nice cat i remember her and you know rabbits are rabbits they're cool and i love them and i think they're the cutest animals especially baby ones but they don't for the most part do that much you can have indoor rabbits and they're a bit more involved but you have to be very very careful of wires and things so ours were both uh, in a hutch outside in the winter bring them in and things Mm. so i never actually had dogs when i was younger uh specifically but friends of mine had little dogs um as i was growing up so i'd interact with them a little bit Uh, and then my brother um rob who was on the podcast did about my dad like really early on episode 50 or something around that era mark um he got dogs so i grew up with him and we not grew up with him i used to see him quite a lot so i'd see they got two dogs so for years the family dogs because moomin's one of them which megan's met the other dog prue unfortunately passed away but mine are kind of sporadic but I had a bit of a fear of dogs because obviously even if you see your friend's dog occasionally, it's nice. All you need is one dog to bark at you in the street and it has to be a big enough dog to be scary. Uh, then it, it can make that. And my dad was like, was kind of scared of dogs. He would never admit it, but he, he didn't. He's especially scared when they jump up a lot on things. So from that perspective, until my brother got one, really, I, I wasn't like super into dogs. I was kind of more of a cat person as well to a degree. Uh, but what about you, Megan? I am a dog person through and through. <laughs> I like, don't dislike cats. I, I like kind cats. I find that cats can be mean. Mm. Um, I find as much as I think Willow can be an arsehole, which is the name of our dog, I just find that cats well, are arsehole. just... <laughs> 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 arsehole. <laughs> I find that cats are just bigger arseholes. They're so... <laughs> like, my mum's got a cat and Luna is... um. Is, is not the kindest of, of feline creatures. She's to me. She likes Mike. She doesn't like me. <laughs> she has um, to me once, but she did used to, no. when I had hair before I shaved it, she did uh, groom me, like I, sit on the sofa behind me and lick my hair. Aww. I have not wanted anything more in my life than getting a dog. Like, the, just the build-up for getting Willow has been so intense. It, it's literally <laughs> like a kid before Christmas for me yeah. getting a dog. I've always loved them. I've always just wanted to be around them. I've always wanted one. My cousins have a cockapoo as well, and he's called Dougie. And, like, I grew up with Dougie. I mean, they got him when I would have been just finishing my A-levels. So I would have been about, like, 17, 18. But, like, yeah, I love I love dogs. always love dogs. Was Dougie your first sort of big interaction with dogs you can remember? No, my uh, Italian uncle and cousins they used to have a german shepherd called kiba Hmm. and it would live in the garden and i have a distinct memory of uh, so my aunt marcella going into the garden with a broom because they also had chickens and one of the chickens had got out and had got stuck behind where kiba's like kennel thing was and he was trying to bite the chicken through the like fencing so Zia Marcella had to go out with the broom and try and chase the chicken out so that Kiva couldn't eat it (laughs) (laughs) that's like a really early memory for me well that's great yeah my I think my granddad uh, and Nan had uh had a little Westie but that was very early on I only remember interacting with the Westie like once or twice it was a good dog then it died and then I didn't get to then I saw them a lot but they didn't get another dog 
Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a weird thing with dogs, isn't it? Because, you know, they are just something, along with cats, uh, for almost neck and neck of just, there's so much in the public consciousness all the time. There's always, and you go throughout history and dogs since, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago where they somewhat self-domesticated where they kind of we were sat around campfires being hunter gatherers or whatever and then we'd kind of give them a few scraps and things and they'd protect us or kill off pests or things like that and it just became this symbiotic relationship and then through breeding for them for different things and getting you know the shorter ones and keep breeding all the shorter ones and then doing that with them we've just went from a wolf to a pug <laughs> uh or to, to a chihuahua which is quite it's quite interesting um <laughs> But there aren't quite any animals like dogs. Like, I know everyone says that, and I'm just becoming like everyone else. But I've interacted with friends, dogs and cats. And I've had cats, obviously. And I've like, they're both, I felt like they were both more even with personality. And I think you can get cats with more even personality and things. But they are just, as Dave said earlier, so much lower maintenance. And with a dog, especially when you have a puppy, you, you have to be so much more on it. Because cats just are generally independent. You can leave cats. You can kind of do that. You know, you go away for a weekend. You just, if they have a cat flap, you allow them to use that. And then you leave out one of those um, cat feeder things after a certain period of time. Mm. It opens up. Cat food, done. You know, we used to do that. It was fine. But you couldn't do that with a dog. Well, yeah, like comparing it to when mum got Luna. So I think Luna's just over a year old, a year and a bit. Lockdown, a lockdown kitten. Well, uh, well, post-lockdown. COVID kitten. Okay. (laughs) Um, uh, But yeah, so mum barely had to do well she doesn't you don't really train a cat do you like they kind of just you can't really train a cat they just just do what they want whereas like (laughs) in comparison to we've had willow for two weeks and like two days in comparison to like how much effort my mom's had to put into looking after her cat is so (laughs) it's just nuts like i've said this to so many people i knew it was going to be hard i didn't realize it was going to be this difficult it is so intense raising Mm. a puppy yeah it really is uh dave when when you um you when you got the dog that uh you kindly showed us uh before uh, pressing record um what was your dog's name sorry tasha tasha after natasha romanoff oh, oh nice uh, that's cool <laughs> um so with uh tasha i assume did you get her from a puppy yeah so it was about let me think july-ish uh, july or august she was born in june uh it was 2019 and and actually it was a friend who was looking to buy a puppy i uh, just kind of went along and then the thing is they so these are uh, called chalkies so they're half chihuahua half uh yorkshire terrier hmm. i think the chihuahua was the dad i'm assuming um and and I was just kind of sat there and you're surrounded by puppies and I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then this one puppy, this little black furry thing just took a shine to me and just came over to say hello and stuff. And anyway, we, we agreed to pick up the other one uh, for my friend and there was driving off. and I was like, I think I want one. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up just driving back and, and then buying her. So, so it was a little bit whimsical to be honest. Wow. That's amazing. And how did the the training her up and things go? Because with us, it was the opposite. We've been thinking about it when we've, you know, we've spent the last almost year. I've done so getting much a house. research. Yeah, for, well, looking into houses and buying a house and going through all that faff. And then when we had mm. a house, we're like, now we can actually get a dog because that was kind of part. Obviously, you wanted to buy a house and have our own space. If, and have if a we could stuff, have, because we were living in a flat during the lockdown. If we rented could have, flat. Yeah, if we could have got a dog during the lockdown mm. and it had been fair because we lived in a flat and it just 
it's it's not a big flat it, it wouldn't have been fair on a dog especially like with how nuts willow is like there's no chance that we would have been able to do it mm. but if i could have had a dog during the lockdown there wouldn't have been a second of a doubt i would have got one <laughs> straight away yeah but for us it's been such a long period of time of like planning and thinking yeah. what kind of dog do we want to get and the dog book and we've done a lot of research on things so you just kind of did you just kind of went there and was that how did you find the first few weeks i suppose with tasha well, I think, um, let me think, I didn't pick her up there and then, mm. so I went and paid for her and then came back the following week and I sorted out all the dog bed and everything. But uh, in, in I say I just like went away, it was, it was more than, let's say, let's say 20 minutes, so there's a lot of time to think, <laughs> if you're thinking obsessively about something in 20 minutes, you know, what happens if I, if I go away with work or whatever, and at the time, like throughout my career, I've been doing quite a lot of traveling, so that's always been a barrier, whereas in that particular job, I, I wasn't, so I was like, right, okay, so that's okay, um, in terms of the house, well, I'm already set up there, so no problems, um, so in, in a short amount of time, I, re- I could actually tick off all of those same boxes and just say, right, what's actually stopping me? Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer was nothing. So, yeah, just went ahead and did it. <laughs> That's amazing. And do you mind me asking, was it just yourself that was raising Tasha? Or I know that you've got yeah. kids as well. Or- yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the kids love her to bits, but ultimately, if someone's picking up their crap and stuff, yeah. it's me. I, I was going to say. <laughs> or if someone's going to teach them. Kids have got a short attention span. Meg, I'm sure you, you know better than I do, but, <laughs> you know, it, it, they're not going to do that. So, yeah, it, it was like that first night which we spoke about, you know, it, it's me who ends up sleeping in the, the living room, you know, to keep her company and then gradually move a little bit further away <laughs> and then about a week later i think i was back in my bed so uh yeah that, that that first few months was quite tricky and you're trying to you know uh toilet train them and stuff you know make sure they go where they're supposed to and things that you don't necessarily if you haven't had a puppy like i hadn't done for for a while you don't really think about you just assume well dogs go outside don't they it's, oh no (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yeah so it it was just me and uh me and youtube mainly (laughs) (laughs) oh that's brilliant yeah because we've been using this one book written by uh man i think it is yeah it's been our main our main source of information but i do i do go onto the internet as well because like yeah like i genuinely google the question why is my dog acting like a demon (laughs) <laughs> which Seven o'clock PM isn't a question that is going to be answered in the puppy book but like it makes me feel a bit reassured when she is acting like a like legitimately a demon because there are so many other people that have asked the same question on the internet like there are so many did, links did google automatically fill it out why is my dog <laughs> yeah. acting like a demon filled yeah in? <laughs> and they, they there was someone that called it what what hour was it oh witching hour witching hour i called it that as a joke and megan was like someone online called it that yeah yeah it's very common and i'm like okay cool it's, it's like not, her last main her burst then. of energy it gets to around it's like so, sort of before dinner time it's when it, so there's there's normally two times one is when you get home from work yeah because mike's Mike plays with her a lot rougher than I do. Mm. So when Mike gets home, she goes absolutely fucking mental. <laughs> and then it's normally like seven, eight-ish when it's like she's had dinner, she's clearly absolutely shattered but doesn't want to go 
into the crate to go and sleep. Um, and then she goes nuts then. Just running around. She goes little... nuts, but then at the same time she growls. So she sounds like horrendous. She sounds like she's going to attack you, but she's just like <laughs> getting her energy out. Because the only time she does it is when she's running around a lot or when you like play tug of war with she her. She sounds like a mosquito. Mm. Yeah, like you play tug of war with her, and she, but she's obviously a little pup, so it's like a... Yeah. <laughs> so you're doing it and it's uh, you're tug of warring with her and, she's doing it and she, the growl's getting more and more. And then as soon as you let go of the thing, she just immediately stops growling. And then mm. toddles over to you and puts it down. And so all these little things, because when we got her for the yeah, first like couple of days... When we pick her up, she now, she now started, starts like, to growl when we pick her up. But like, it's mm. not like a, a, like a bad growl. It's more like, you're doing something that I don't want you to do. I'm comfortable on this sofa. Mm. I don't when want you to tired, move me. It? It's when she's tired. She's like falling asleep and it's like, you need to go to your bed. <laughs> I'm like, you can cuddle with us on the sofa for a little bit, but when it's time for us to go to bed... We need to pick you up and put you in there. And she's like, why are you moving me? It's like, no, it's it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just plonk her down. <laughs> it is uh, fun. But we were talking about how, like, when people have got young kids, how... I don't understand how people can do it when they've got kids. Mainly like a baby. When it's like yeah. getting them at the same time. Like, it's... This is... Uh, my brother told me and loads of other people said, well, it's like having a baby. You have to get up in the middle of the night. You have to make sure they go to the toilet. You yep. have to, as you said, you know, they don't... If you just leave them to their own devices, you'll just have a very smelly house. Mm. So... Yeah, and we've also kind of made it harder for ourselves in the short run, but in the long run, it's going to benefit us better because we're not using puppy pads. Mm. So we're going straight into the garden rather than having to train her twice to yeah, go on puppy pads yeah. and then to the garden. So... It is tougher, but it should, in theory, be easier mm. in, in the end. I didn't have a lot of joy with the puppy pads either, to be honest. I'd lay them out, and then she'd just go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I tended to just take her out regularly, mm-hmm. and I'd closed like, the patio door that you can see behind me, um, so she couldn't just go back into the house. So I'd yeah. literally stand outside with her, and then when she'd go whichever it is you know i'd praise her a lot give her a stroke and stuff so just that kind of positive reinforcement and in my memory it didn't last that long um but when i think about it i got her in the summer and i do remember freezing my ass off quite a few times (laughs) waiting outside it's like all right i'm getting getting cold now come on (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, it's 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 kind of fortunate we've got her when we have. I mean, we specifically chose that because obviously where Megan's a teacher, she's now off. Uh, that was another thing where like pre-COVID when there wasn't as much working from home, like how people managed to raise dogs unless someone is at home a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that we couldn't have got a dog during COVID because there are so many dogs that have like separation anxiety because they spent all mm. of their time with the owners. Like obviously you were saying, Dave, before we started recording that your dog's a bit more timid because of that reason (laughs) yeah i think so i I think definitely like i say she was born midway through 2019 but march 2020 was covid you know that's Mm -hmm. still in her first year and so being separated from everyone you know it's not even like now if i walk around the village there's always dog walkers so she she gets to interact with other dogs whereas a lot of people in that first few months especially they just weren't going out so yeah just it being you know me her and you know sometimes the kids i I don't think that necessarily helped to be honest Hmm. yeah that's the thing around here there are it's almost every third house 
It's got a dog. Oh, like, yeah. Constantly. Well, next door has two dogs. There's a house across the road that has two huskies. There's, like, other dogs around us because we can hear them barking. Yeah, we've got a park that you can see from our garden. It's literally our garden is touching another garden. And that house itself is right next to this big, oh, semi, a medium-sized park that's mm. uh, in the area. And uh, it's it's prime for dogs. It's huge. Like, mm. it's a giant field and then a couple of, like, kids' things in the corner. We're also going to take her to puppy classes, too. Yes, we are. And uh, we've got friends who've got dogs who are good with puppies as well. And... A friend of oh, my cousin who's got a cat who's good with puppies as well. And we've got lots of friends with kids as well. So we're like, She's already come around, come and meet the babies and then <laughs> be kind with the children. <laughs> yeah, she's already met two or three. She's met two kids. Two, so of, the, far, two yeah. of the three. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she's been nice with them. She just gets really excited and just licks them a lot, but she yeah, doesn't she play does rough. Look, she loves a, love a face look. Yeah, she does. And it's hard to resist. Even though it is really gross when you see what they actually lick, it's like I really don't. That's what I yeah. I say to the kids when they when they let the dog lick her, I say, "Well, she wipes a bum with that tongue as well." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. A lot of time, if she goes to the toilet, she thinks it's hyper, which is the time you'll probably, if you're not paying attention enough, yeah, she's like, jumping around, climbing up you, right in the face. Like, okay, I watched exactly what you did outside, and you've just. It makes me laugh, though, because <laughs> before we got the dog, Mike would always be like, I'll never understand. I never understand why people call their their pets their fur babies. He was like, I'll never get it. I'll never get it. And then, like, yesterday, he was like, I I kind of get it now. <laughs> he was like, she is, she is our baby. Well, so I get it more. <laughs> like, obviously, I had cats and things, but when, when you are a kid and your family has got a dog, that's not the same as being an adult and raising, uh, being an adult and raising the puppy or mm. even raising uh, you know, a younger dog and welcoming them into the family and having to do all of the annoying little things because it makes the the affection and all that stuff. I assume similarly with kids, it's like, you know, changing nappies and stuff sucks and it's the it's annoying and you have to wake up to a screaming child. But when you get that moment where they look at you and just smile or when they're older and they say your name or that they love you or things like that, like little moments of affection, it just kind of washes all of the other crap away mm. and i think it's kind of like that with her it's like oh she's so annoying and then you see her sleep and you're like, it's so adorable <laughs> and then when she's being really chill for the like only the hour oh the yeah day, uh, i managed to get that hour earlier mm. i went i went swimming <laughs> earlier and then i came home and i think i'd woken her up in the middle of a nap mm. like she wasn't due to wake up yet and i saw her that she was awake so i was like oh i'm gonna go and get a cuddle and then i literally held her like a baby for like 20 minutes and was just like <laughs> rocking her and bouncing her around normally she would get really angry well, i was like your sweet little baby because normally she's just like it, where she's obviously a puppy it, their energy is just like at 150 percent when they're awake pretty much all the time yeah apart from you know eating and pooping and even then they go mental a lot of the time it's just like zooming and where we can't take her for a walk for another few days because of the vaccine and things uh she then can't get her energy out because once you do that then it just mm. adds a layer i'm hoping it will get a little bit easier once she's able to go on walks mm. i think it will do you, you kind of but you you need to be careful when they're younger as well you can't take them too far mm. yeah i'm sure it's in the book and stuff but i you know you'll find that it's actually quite a short distance, especially with the smaller dogs when they're quite young, that they're not supposed to go out. And one of the things I didn't know was when it gets above about 23, 24 degrees, mm -hmm. you shouldn't take them out then either. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we're agreeing, but uh, yeah, still, with, if there are any balls. hints throughout this conversation that you uh, think are even obvious that you want to share, don't feel like we're being like, we've read a book, so we know everything, <laughs> and we need to hear no advice or hints, so we're, we're all um, open to those things, even if we've heard them before, but yeah, because we were talking about where is the first walk going to be, and I think it's probably just going to be around the block. Just, mm. because the block's not that big and just like don't go to the giant dog park yet well, let's build to baby that baby steps yeah and then we yeah. eventually want to take her you know to the, the new forest yeah we, so we've split this yeah we've split the second vaccine into two so from Friday she can go for a walk outside but we have to avoid like puddles and water and stuff until she's had the second half of the second mm. vaccine so it's like the second week of September and then we can go to the sea like that's why I want her to go in the water. She does seem to like water. Yeah, I put like a, I filled up a bucket with water earlier and just put her in it, and she was just like splashing around in there for a bit. And stuff, and she does like getting her paws <laughs> wet. Um, but that's one thing I didn't realize about dogs either is they have to have vaccines, and I was yeah, just like, I didn't know yeah. because obviously non-dog owners wouldn't necessarily know that information because it's like one of those little things, and it's for most people would know this if they've got dogs and things they're listening. But you normally get the first vaccine like. At around the eight week mark just when you can have the dog just before just after you get them mm-hmm. then you have to wait was it two weeks then you can it's, get it normally it would be four weeks if right. you're just doing the full second dose but yeah. we've split it into two so we had to wait two weeks and then another four weeks to mm. get the second part yeah because we've got like the summer so that's the main time like well that's the thing is that like because i am on the summer holidays as much as i'm happy to have willow i don't want my whole summer to just be you have to stay in the house and look after the dog. So yeah. it'll be nice when we can go on walks, even if they are little ones, so I can <laughs> get out <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Like with your dog out of interest, how do you walk her twice a day? Do you walk around the block? Where do you kind of take her for exercise and stuff? I try, I go, let me think, round the village, which is about just over three kilometers now. But she's three years old, so, you know, she's a bit older. Um, and to be honest, when I get her back now, she, uh, w- when I take her out, so once a day typically, um, and, and it depends what I'm doing with work. You know, if I can go in the morning, I will, especially now, you know, it's quite hot, isn't it? So it's better to get out early in the day. Mm-hmm. If it's a bit cooler and I'm work permitting, because work, I work from home a lot, I'll take her out for lunch. Or if not, my least favorite is to go out in the evenings. But um I need to cook tea and all all sorts of other things then. So I I prefer to do it in the other slots. But yeah, she sort of goes off. You know, she's really excited. You know, I'll just get the little lead, shake it, and then she knows exactly what that means and (laughs) hops up onto the sofa. It's like, you know, come on, put it on. And then for the first third of the walk, you know, she's away. She's sniffing everything. You know, she's finding all the little smells and scents that everyone's left. Um, but then about halfway through, she's like, all right, I'm tired now. <laughs> and then she sort of starts lagging behind me. But then uh, we get to the home and it's like, she's just arrived back from a, a two week holiday in Ibiza or something. She's like, oh, it's just great. I'm at home again. You know, so <laughs> they're, they're weird dogs. <laughs> They are very bizarre little creatures. Yeah, I used to walk a dog um, for a woman that like lived near my house. I think her and her husband had like really busy jobs, so they just asked me to walk her. She was a, a Rottweiler, 
And she was massively overweight. Like this dog like weighed like 80 kilos, like oh, something excessive. Like it was awful. And because the dog was so overweight, she couldn't go on super long walks. So it was literally like a 15, 20 minute walk around the block. And I got 15 pounds a week for walking that dog, which for me back then was a lot back of then, money. That used to be actually a fair <laughs> amount of money. Not only yeah. 60 pounds a month. Um, Roxy would, because she was such a lazy dog, you would walk her um, and she would know the way home because obviously she knew the routes around the area. So <laughs> yeah, she would deliberately yeah. try and pull you in the direction to go just home. Just to get home. <laughs> and then you'd go in the other direction and she'd literally just stop and be like, no. It's like, come on, you weigh like 70 kilos, 70, 80 kilos. I literally can't move you. Stop being lazy. And then if you'd start walking again in the direction, she'd then be like... <laughs> I managed to get her running. Like she got, I managed to get her to run once. Once, yeah, I w- I walked her for like a good couple of years. I think mm. got her to run once. Did you manage to get her to lose any weight? <sighs> no. We know whose fault that is, then, don't we? I think you know, it's probably a diet thing as well, though. Mm. Yeah, you know, I don't want to get all judgy and stuff, but that's I think I was oh yeah, that's what I was alluding to. Yeah, I I think owning a dog is a real responsibility, and I think mm. you mentioned about you know don't know how people do it. I think. The reality is some people do just leave the dog at home while they're at work and you know you can hear them barking away all day mm. they're just yeah. so bored and you know it, it's not good I, I think i'm not saying there should be a license but you know there's there should be some kind of responsibility if you're going to have a dog it is a little life at the end of the day mm. i agree yeah completely it's and it's also like we the people i know who have dogs are all good dog owners, uh, including ourselves, um, so far. Uh, but we haven't had, you go to puppy training courses, but you don't have to go to them and you don't have to, mm. you don't actually have to know anything about dogs to, to get a dog. It's weird because to get rescue dogs. Oh, there's so much do. paperwork to get a it's rescue dog. way hard to get rescue dog than a puppy, mm. which is, act- I know the reason why, because rescue dogs can have different temperaments and can have trauma. issues. So you need to be right. But it's one of those weird things. It's like, <laughs> I know, like a friend of ours did it for like a work friend did it for like months and got by, and by the end of it was just like this is just too much they want to do loads of house inspections and all kinds of other things mm. it was like you know with a puppy I feel like if you're going to do it with those maybe you should I do it the same you know we literally had no checks whatsoever like we went to the woman's house we met her and, and she her was lovely. partner and she was lovely like a legit breeder and stuff like willows come from a, like a, a good family the other dogs there and they were really nice but, mm. yeah there was there was no checks like at all they haven't seen our house they haven't seen anything like they don't know anything about us really mm. it's nuts that you can literally just buy a puppy from the internet and then not be any any kind of regulations like you could live in like a one bedroom studio flat mm. and you could get like a rottweiler but no well, one's you mentioned stop you. the uh the husky i mean those well, are notoriously yeah. difficult to to keep oh yeah they need also tons of walking to be fair yeah. every time i see the huskies they're always well obviously they're outside <laughs> but they do walk them quite a lot <laughs> yeah they do mm. except you can hear them howling sometimes because they say each other <laughs> the huskies set each other off and then they set all of the other dogs off in like this area so at yeah. some points you hear arr, arr, and just loads of barking <laughs> <laughs> had willow stir a little bit in her sleep because of that that's oh, a, so it's, it's, it's a funny thing about, so willow. it's the funny thing about them it's just like they've like what with willow as well it's 
it was one of those things where I was like, I was worried if she was going to bond with us because of obviously basically being stripped from your mum and family and things and a place you've been for your entire life, which obviously is about two months, uh, and then thrust into this new place. Mm. Obviously, the first night is difficult because they're scared and confused and everything that's kind of going on. But aside from that, she really gelled with us very quickly. And I think a lot of dogs do that. They adapt very quickly to new homes. Uh, most, you know, when they haven't been through that sort as of As long trauma. as they're in a home that loves them, I think. Yeah. It's hard to know how... It's one of those things that we always talk about and it's it's kind of broken record, but it's like, I don't know how anyone can really like, hurt an animal. Like when you get, like, I couldn't, but, before getting uh, Willow or anything, but I'm just like, dogs and... I just don't understand so why precious. you would want a pet if you're going to not be nice to the pet. Yeah. Makes no sense, does it? No. Pay money to not be nice to something. Well, that's the thing, mm. yeah. Yeah, it's just the worst. I don't understand it. But with her, like... I was play fighting with her um, yesterday, I think it was, and she's getting quite nippy at the moment because she's teething. So it's just one of those things she bites. You have to try and replace it with something, or if she gets too overexcited and bitey, you have to say we say too bad and then leave the room, <laughs> leave her for like thirty seconds or so. Because uh, we got stay- see that seems mean. It seems like you're the one winding her up. <laughs> Mike plays so rough with her. No, but I I play with her. But I what I do is I make sure she has something else to bite. Also, well, earlier, like I laid. So if you lay on the floor, as soon as you lay on the floor, she comes for you. But like it's <laughs> not right. in a, it's it's not in a mean <laughs> way. She just wants to come and give you all of the kisses. So I was laying on the floor, and she because she'd gone into the downstairs toilet, so I didn't want her in there. So I laid on the floor to like lure her in, and then she grabbed my hair. <laughs> and was tugging my hair because she loves hair as well. And Mike was just there cackling. I was like, Mike, can you get her off me? She has like a chokehold grip on my bun. Mike's like pissing himself laughing. I'm like, can you help me? And then you hear Mike going, get her, get her. It's like, no. <laughs> this is why she nips. <laughs> no, with uh, with that, that was a one-off. But when... um. If she's, if I, I'm trying to play with her and stuff, like grab the uh, like the rope pull toy and stuff, yeah, like she'll pull it and stuff. And now, if I say get it, get it, then she'll really go for it and start growling more and really start pulling it and stuff. And so when I'm playing with her, that's the kind of that's the it's fine. We have it, we're playing a bit. And there's the odd time she accidentally nips me. If she goes for that the rope and catches me, that's fine. But there's a time where normally when she's overtired, she becomes overstimulated. And, you know, That's when she becomes a demon. Yeah, but also when we both play fight with her, she's rougher with me than she is with Megan. And when she plays with, like, when we had the kids, our friend's kids over and stuff, she doesn't mm. nip at all. So she knows more so with me, she can get away with it more. But also, if she just goes for a proper bite, which she's only done once or twice, that's a big no. And, like, you make mm. the dog yelping noise or just say ow very loudly, get up and then leave the room. Because she likes her... I, I wear pyjamas a lot. And she she likes, likes the floaty bottoms of the Yeah, pajamas. she likes grabbing them and pulling them. <laughs> and then she thinks it's a game. And it's like, I'm, yeah, I have to try and yeah. ignore you. But to get you off, I kind of have to pull it. So it's a, if just stand there and wait for them to get bored. The other morning at like 9am, she went absolutely mental. Mike was at work. I had to take her to the vet to have her vaccine jab. She went absolutely nuts. She went for my leg bit my leg ran away ran outside and then shit on the decking and i was like oh you're so why I mean, it, was, it was good why? that it was at least on the decking outside which is still better than inside yeah she's got a nice patch of and then she went grass. absolutely insane again i was like okay the poo zoomies it's like all right and i'd been trying to keep her awake so that when she went to the vets she would be knackered and then wouldn't be affected by the vet so she had a poo zoomie and also was <laughs> 
Overtired. dirty protest. Yeah. <laughs> does did Tasha ever does she or did she do that when uh goes to the toilet and then suddenly he's, I'm lighter, let's go. <laughs> no, um I don't remember that specifically, but like you say, they, they just seem to go through these short bursts of excitement and then you know, asleep and then wake up and then they're full of beans again and, and they're off. You know, so I mean, I I was teasing about the playing rough because I I'm terrible. I I sort of play rough with mine still, and and she does still act very much like a puppy. But I think I think because the dogs have such dif- different personalities, I mean, Tasha never bites me at mm. all. What she'll do is she'll put a a kind of mouth around me, or around my hand or something. But there's never any force whatsoever. But you know, if I'm rubbing her tummy or something, she'll like have a little bite at my thumb or something. But that's more so. That's more so what Willow yeah. does. But there are a couple of times that she does nip slightly harder. It's not ever yeah. like super super painful. She's but... never mean about it. It's you can tell with her. Breathing. It's just she excitement. Because gets... obviously, with what you would expect to happen um, would be like what happens with us with adults. Is you get more and more excited and more exhilarated, mm. and you hit the the peak. And then you kind of just, even if you're outside doing like uh, activities and stuff, you do kind of feel the fatigue a bit and you start mm. to wind down a little bit of yourself. But dogs, especially puppies, don't do that. So they will not stop going mental until you stop giving them something to be mental about. So you give them a, a te- attention and energy and all that sort of stuff for like 10, 15 minutes to get them moving. And then it's kind of like, right, now I have to be the calm one. And they're like, oh my God, everything's <laughs> yeah. insane. And they're like, what are you doing? And they're like, everyone's still playing with me. So they're like jumping for you, like patting you. And then like you're pulling things and they're zooming around and running. And then they just like, she'll grab like the pajama bottom to almost be like, come on, play more. But then she's biting and she's like, oh my God, this thing's fun to pull. And it's almost like a th- one second memory. So it's like forgetting everything immediately. And you get mm. them off and be like, here's something else to play with, not my pajamas. And then she's doing that, and then you walk past, and she's like, oh, my God, pajamas. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it, it's cyclical, but she, she is definitely getting better, and she has uh, – if she wants to play, she'll I do this thing where she opens her mouth and stare at you, and then she'll slowly put her, her sort of mouth <laughs> yeah, over your hand and just look at you. And then if you start to play, then she'll – but if you're like, no, Willow, and she's like – kind of leans back a little bit We've, again, still looking yeah. at you with her mouth open. Yeah, she does. She does do the cheeky thing with her mouth. I've had to move all of my plants <laughs> in the garden – so I've moved every single plant from the floor. They're all on the table in the garden now because she kept biting all of the leaves. Um, <laughs> so tomato plants are actually like toxic to cats and dogs. The leaves are. The like leaves in the stem are toxic to cats oh, and dogs. Right. They're from the nightshade family. Um, so I had to definitely move them. But some flowers, absolutely fine. Like she could eat the whole plant and she'd probably have Only a bit of an upset rough. tummy. tummy mm, bit. That's what she'd be. But she, um, I'll be like, don't do it don't do it and then you see her going closer to the leaf i'm like don't don't fucking do it and then her <laughs> mouth is like opening and she's like <laughs> i'm like willow don't and there's like so many leaves in the garden of my sunflower plants that just have chomp marks yeah. i'm like oh for god's sake <laughs> all she do a thing is if you you get her to not do it either by having to you know move her like gently lift her up and put her on the grass and be like you know go to the toilet or go wee wees uh and then <laughs> She'll she'll kind of slowly walk around. She'll be looking at you, and then she'll be pretending. <laughs> she'll be like tap a leaf or something or something mm. else, and then she'll slowly be making her way back to that thing. And then when she gets to that point where she knows you can't reach her in time, she'll go for yeah. the leaf, and you get up to grab her. But you, she's already won. She's already got it, and she's very clever with that sort of she's thing such all a the dick. time. It's like sneaky, sneaky. She'll get a toy like if she wants to 
we've had to stop her going behind the sofa because she can get <laughs> it's a recliner sofa she can get underneath and in where all the gears are and stuff uh, she's like ripped right, okay. a label on the inside of the sofa to shreds <laughs> which obviously isn't a problem in itself but if she starts you know scratching the inside biting the inside but she's got stuck once or twice because right. bar, metal bars and things you lift up and look under a recliner it's it's not easy to we drop a remote in there and it's a nightmare to try and get it so she gets in there and it's like if you open the recliner up or closed it when she was mm. in there it would probably really hurt her so we've had to block it off but what she was doing is she was playing with a toy with you or tug of war whatever uh, or fetch and she would do it and then she'd wait for you to throw it to it like to the right a little <laughs> bit just because you throw it in different places and then she'd get it and then she wouldn't come back to you with the toy that would mm. be our opportunity to go to the thing that she wants to do. And I'm like, you're so smart and it's really annoying. I'm glad you're picking up <laughs> things and your name and sit and all these other elements, but you're very clever. It makes me love you more, but it's also very annoying. And that it makes me think annoying. almost what kids could be like when they do the kind of thing where I've, when like my nieces um, have done it before where they like, um, Oh, why'd you do this? And they give an explanation, but that's a contradiction. They didn't say the word contradiction, but, they, but that doesn't make sense because of that. And you're like, shit, <laughs> it's like the little ways they kind of, can outsmart you in certain ways. That's kind of what it's like having a dog, but with things they're not allowed to chew, mm. which is everything. Yes, it is everything. Yeah. So with what, is there anything that's like your favorite thing about dogs specifically, uh, Dave, like what it is you love about um, having Tasha as part of the family? I just love the, the absolute unconditional love that they give. I, I talked about having cats and stuff. And I remember probably about midway through the last decade or something, I was on a project in Belgium. And so pretty much every Monday I was heading over there on the Eurostar and I'd come back late on Thursday night. And I would, you know, being away from like the kids and stuff and just home, I, I just wanted to get back and I was so excited. And I just remember we had this cat called Bear and um you know he he was sort of part of the family at the time and everything and i come back home and i was so excited to get in the kitchen and i turned the light on because it, it was quite late and he just woke up and he was just like you motherfucker you've just woken me up and then just went back to sleep <laughs> I was like, fucking hell you know so the difference with dogs like i can go down the shops and i can come back and tasha like she has a little elephant and she likes i don't know about about willow but tasha loves just little toys and things and she'll hold it in her mouth and just walk around the place and especially if you come back from the shops or whatever she, she'll bring it to you and just show it to you and stuff it's like, look what i've got and so she just goes absolutely nuts and then she's jumping on the on the sofas i, I do like i jump on the sofas and tear arsing around the front room and stuff she's like, so excited that you're there and then you know, five minutes later, she's chilled and lying down and whatever. But but yeah, just that that unconditional love that they give you, um, you just can't beat it. And I do like I say I do like cats, but you know they, I think as humans we can be a little bit of an annoyance to them. You know, <laughs> we're actually there to serve the cats, but um, you know, like the ancient Egyptians. So yeah, I just I just love the companionship and and so glad I got her. Hmm. I said to I've said before, like I if I was single at this sort of point in my life, you know, nearing thirty, and there was no relationship prospect uh, in the immediate vicinity, I would get a dog. A because it's so easy to beat people when you have a dog, but also just that companionship. Because I've always I lived with my family, um, and then I moved out and lived with my friends, and then other friends, and then uh, Megan. So I've always lived with 
another living being of some degree. Um, but with you, um, like you, Megan, for example, you, when you grew up, I you didn't have any, any animals. You had a I fish had... when you moved out in your 20s. No, no, no. I had fish when I was younger as well. Oh. So I had fish when I was younger. Which I'm really much of a pet. But the only reason that I got them is because I told my aunt that I wanted fish. And for my birthday, my aunt bought me a fish tank and didn't tell my mum. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> so my mum was fuming. My mum didn't know that Auntie Lorraine was getting me this. So I opened it up in the restaurant. I was like, oh my God, a fish tank. And my aunt was like, yeah, I'll take you to get your first fish. And my mum was just sat there seething. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i had a handful of fish when i was younger i think that was maybe when i was like 16 i describe them more as living wallpapers than actual pets yeah like i love fish they're great <laughs> screensavers yeah exactly yeah. it's just like they're cool but you can't like we've got a uh, wicket who is a lovely pet she can be affectionate but you need know, to bring her out but more so it, she's like an introvert she wants to be left alone for the vast majority of the time <laughs> and then once maybe twice a week she'll, she'll start tap tapping on the, on the glass. glass climbing over our wood and kind of wanting attention and then either I give her some uh, shell scratches or we bring her out and she'll just have like a little wander and a climb and a little scratch but that's that's about it Wicket's my first proper pet I had yeah. fish when I was younger then I had fish when I moved out with Pete and then yeah the tortoise it's the, the warm up from fish to tortoise to dog it's a bit of a jump probably should have had like a it's like evolution thing. isn't it <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's, there was no way that I was not gonna get a dog like if I had gotten into a relationship with someone that didn't want to get a dog it would probably been a deal breaker a deal breaker for me because it's something that I've always wanted hmm <laughs> and, I've always and who, who chose because you got Wicket and Willow two W's who, who chose the name but kind of both. We yeah. kind of ran through names, didn't we've, we? We've, we've realised that... So, it's... Yeah, Wicket and Willow, obviously, both are Ws. And then you flip them upside down and they're both Ms, which is Megan and Mike. Mm. That wasn't intentional. And then it wasn't intentional. <laughs> and then also unintentionally, Wicket and Willow are both Warwick Davis character names. That is true. Which yeah, Chris Brain yeah. of the which, I Like to Like Things pointed out to us. Which also was completely unintentional. We haven't seen Willow, so we haven't. That's one of the films. <laughs> but if you seen. ever meet Warwick Davis, that that would be a great story to tell him, wouldn't no, it? That would be. It would be I've, I've been in the same room as him in a sense of a, com- a, a comic con. He was on a yeah. Panel. That's about as close as I've got. But. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't planned. It just kind of happened. I mean, I I love Wicket the Ewok. So that's how we just stumbled across that because it was also during the period of time that we were watching all of the Star Wars movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Willow, where where we're currently watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So we're, yeah. we're just finished series six. We've, yeah, so we're just on finished the final season six. now. Um, and Willow is always my favourite character because I mm. watched Buffy for the first time when I was like thirteen. Because I don't know what happens at the end. Mm. Whereas still I vaguely do. Fresh. But the big storyline involving Willow's just happened. We won't spoil it, but it was uh It was I love nuts. love Willow's character. I think she's she's so cool. And um, uh Yeah, just a really interesting yeah. really interesting character. She's also Alison Hannigan was my first ever crush as well. So if anyone hasn't seen Buffy and doesn't know who I'm talking about, the the ginger girl or the redhead from American Pie who the likes band camp. Uh, band band camp. camp and shoved the, the flute up her pussy. That's the that's the one. Oh, you actually just okay. I did. Uh, I thought yeah. I'm not going to half quote it. We've dropped the C bomb on this podcast. I don't think me saying, even though I hate using the word pussy for anything other than quotes. Yeah. I just anyway. Gro- me saying think, that is a gross, gross. Word. I think she she kind of comes into her own in the second movie though, doesn't she? Because yeah, she's kind of that side character in the first one. The second, but then in the second, she she kind of teaches Jim 
how to um, get ready for Nadia. Mm-hmm. I think it was it Nadia, and then um, but obviously they end up together. I, I think the second one is really really good. Spoiler alert! <laughs> for, yeah, for a, a comedy <laughs> film that's really obvious that came out. God, it came out that? in two thousand, doesn't it? Yeah, because American <laughs> Pie one was like either ninety nine or two thousand. Ninety nine, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think the first three American Pie movies, slight tangent, are very consistent comedy films that are a rarity you don't the third one is i think still the weakest i think the second's probably my favorite but i think the first and second of that stifler dance though the dance off <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's damn good they are but unfortunately you watch them now and there are bits and it's like ooh, that doesn't fly especially it's quite problematic one. isn't it yeah especially in the first one mm. that's uh that is an issue but you know can't, can't be done about that and we're talking about dogs that think. was a, a long-winded answer to I don't know why they're both got double U's as their names yeah. in hindsight <laughs> but you could make some nice artwork couldn't you with yeah. Mike and Megan and uh, underneath you could have Willow and Wicket yeah. yeah I feel like this just means now that if we have two kids one of them has to have an M one of them has to have a W <laughs> I've specifically said I don't want to be one of those parents who goes hey let's have our kids let's all be the same letter or let's all end in a Y or let's yeah. no thank you although um, our initials uh, yeah it, when, like, if when so if, if when if or when we pro- get married most likely when um, and if I were to take Mike's surname we'd both be MSB <laughs> the moment you're MSG at the moment, I am MSG. Because you're so addictive. How? <laughs> How? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, one of those funny things. But no, we'll, we'll probably not have a kid with a W. Or a, It's funny because we spoke, the name Willow kind of came from, I was talking about kid names. Not, yeah. Meg's not pregnant or anything like that, but it's things we talk Ooh. about. And we, our friends are having kids and things, and we're talking about names we like and don't like. And then Willow, I really like the name Willow, but it, it did kind of feel like more of a, an, an animal name uh, it's a shame really mm. because um willow's like not generally a naughty student name either that's your problem isn't that's it? the problem is that <laughs> loads of names are banned for me because they're they're naughty student names yeah and you obviously chose tasha because of or black widow and was that because of the comics or was that well like, so what's... she was actually when i got her she was jet black and oh. so, you know, the whole Black Widow thing, I thought, right, well, I'll call her, you know, I can't call her Black Widow. And then I thought, well, her name's Natasha Romanoff, Tasha. Okay, I like that. So I kind of derived, I, I kind of walked that way myself. Mm. And then, uh, like, there's a woman who's just been on Love Island who's called Tasha as well. <laughs> I don't know if that's short for Natasha. But yeah, I thought it was being really original. But I, over that first year, she actually really changed. So she lost all of the black and kind of this white sprouted from her head and, and just got bigger and bigger. So I feel a little bit like a fraud, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where it came from originally. And that's the end of part one. Thanks for tuning in. As always, my friends, part two will be out at the same time next week. But as I said in the intro, if you can't wait that long, click on the link in the description, patreon.com slash genuine chit chat. And for as little as one pound a month, you get access to early episodes of genuine chit chat, as well as the massive library of Afterthoughts episodes, where there are currently 104. Make sure you check out the link in the description if you want to check out the free one, bits.ly slash TomHanks1, and you get to listen to one of our free Patreon episodes as well. And obviously make sure you check out the menagerie of other shows that Dave is on, his reality cast, his appearances on Comics in Motion, his VHS Strikes Back show, all of which he does with Chris Phelps as well. And they're all really fun shows for different reasons, but links in the description to his stuff. 
So next week, our conversational dogs continue. Uh, we speak about naming dogs and then also talk about some negative interactions that we have with dogs, as well as dogs' habits, quirks, talk about fireworks for a bit, how we kind of treat dogs if they do something, you know, bad in air quotes or misbehave, those sorts of things. And then towards the end, we talk about dog-related media, you know, movies and etc. that have dogs in it a bit. So a uh, nice wrap-up to the dog conversation. Then the week after that, because obviously that'll be out next week, uh, the week after that should be my conversation with someone who has appeared on Comics in Motion but has not yet appeared on genuine chit chat i will mention their name once the recording is in the bag uh, i have also got another conversation with someone due in a week or two i think uh, and in addition to that i'm also appearing on film on film to talk about mary antoinette and i think the episode for that is dropping in the next couple days in addition to that i'm appearing on back to the filmography uh, both myself and megan appear both on film on film and also on back to the filmography both of those shows will be airing very soon and I'll be putting links in the description to those shows so it's a great way to find me the current guest spots that are out at the moment are my appearance on Spider-Dan and the Secret Boars podcast uh, where I spoke about Maximum and Absolute Carnage and how they compare to the Venom Let There Be Carnage movie so I've been busy I've got a couple of other guest spots lined up as well and a few other bits and pieces in the background as I usually do obviously follow me at Genuine Chit Chat on Instagram, Twitter and on Facebook to keep up to date with everything I'm up to you know snippets of episodes uh, images of the comic I post about for comics in canon Star Wars show and also I've recently been uploading a few pictures of Willow on my story or on the actual post as well so if you want to see some pictures of Willow you can see them there and in addition to that, please rate and review. So you can rate on Spotify, you can review on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods, places like that. It really helps the show out if you leave a little review telling us what you think and uh, release it into the world so everyone else can see it as well. In addition to that, you can share on social media, which really helps as well. You can reach out to me, contact me if you would desire. All of my social media places are free for you to reach out if desired. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel. A link is in the description. You'll be able to watch a full video version of this conversation next week when part two drops. So if you want to watch video versions of most of my podcasts, YouTube is the best place for that because that's the only place I upload them really. And, uh, they're almost always the full unsplit conversations as well so uh, lots of reasons to subscribe on youtube follow me on social media all those lovely things rate review do all that stuff but i'm gonna end this now because i'm absolutely sweltering in this uh, loft conversion room with all the windows closed because there's loud children outside so just thank you so much for listening to the show as always especially all the way to the very end reach out let us know what you think and i'll talk to yourselves next week with part two of this dog discussion you have just experienced host, creator, everything else of genuine chit-chat, and also the host and creator of Star Wars Comics and Canon, found on the Comics in Motion podcast, Mike Burton.